Hi and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Matt Kawahara, and today I'm joined by outfielder Seth Brown, who's making an impact in his latest call to Oakland. Brown had a big series last weekend against the Rays, hitting his first walk-off homer in the majors and homering on back-to-back days. A's fans know Brown as a power prospect from recent years, but he took a distinct route to get here. He tells us about playing in a military-style college program that helped shape his work ethic, the time he spent working in a gravel pit in Oregon when he wasn't sure if baseball was in his future, and how he's made the most of being a 19th round draft pick. That and more now on A's Plus. Seth, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, as we speak, you guys are about to wrap up a series in Boston. Um, I think you know, the first week you got uh, called up and spent in the majors in 2019, I'm pretty sure one of your first series was the Yankee Stadium, so that's quite the introduction. But is it, uh, is it significant at all for you to be, uh, to be playing a series at Fenway? Uh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> there's just so much history in that stadium. Uh, everywhere you go, you're just reminded and, and humbled of how many players have been before you and uh, just how, how this game has really impacted the lives of millions. You know, it's uh, it's just a special place and you can really feel that energy that just the, all the history that's involved with that stadium is just incredible. It's the first time you've been there? Uh, first time you played there, obviously, but had you been there before? No, first time been first time I've been here. Wow. Well, anything stand out? No, Chris Bazzi yesterday or the other day talked about uh, Fenway nerves. <laughs> Have you felt any of that? Uh, no, you know, to me it was just such such a cool experience. Um, you know, I, I wasn't nervous, but it was almost it was a little. I mean, when you're first showing up um, and you first step foot in that stadium, it's it's a little overwhelming just to to you know visualize all the players you know, that have been there before you. So, like I said, it was more humbling than anything. And, you know, obviously the Big Green Monster was just something that you you always, you know, you dream about as a kid and, and you, you see it and you're, you hope you see it one day and, you know, you're dream, you know, hope you're playing there someday. And to have that come true was just uh, a moment that will forever stick out to me in my mind. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you've, uh, I think you spent a total of a, of a couple of months and maybe a little bit more now in the Big Leagues. I was wondering, is there um has there been a stadium so far that that was really significant for you to play in, or is there one that you're still really looking forward to crossing off the list? Honestly, I mean, Yankee and Fenway were, uh, you know, obviously on my list to to see and and play in, and um, but it just you know every stadium we go to is it, it's just I'm like a kid in a candy store, man. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it's hard to believe sometimes. Did you have a Did you have a team growing up? I mean, growing up in uh, in Klamath Falls, Oregon, right? Um, yeah. Wondering geographically, that's not super close to um, to to any like tied to one team. Did you have a team that you followed when you were growing up? No, I. I you know, it's funny. I never. I never really did. Um, you know, I just always enjoyed playing it. You know, so <laughs> that was my thing. I mean, it didn't matter. I, I didn't care what little league team I was on. Uh, I just loved hitting and I loved playing. Favorite player at all when you were young? Ah, man, I didn't even really have a favorite player. You know, like I said, to me, it was just a, a something I love to do, um, you know, and from from a little kid standpoint, it was just, I don't know, it was just always weird. I just loved playing it more than anything else. It, it, it just was more there. there. I mean, it was like, it was something. Yeah, like, like it was just, it, it was something I, lo- I, I loved doing, and that's all I knew was that I wanted to play, you know. Yeah. Well, for fans who maybe just aren't too familiar with uh, sort of the path that you've taken to the majors, uh, it's it's a pretty uh, remarkable start. I mean, you uh, when you started out, you started at uh, at community college, Lynn Benton Community College. Um, yes. 
and uh, and spent a couple of years there. But but you uh, you took a year off, I think, in the middle. Um, and I was wondering, just kind mm-hmm. of, if you could uh, take us through sort of how you got started on, on this road here through uh, through Lynn Benton. Um. Well, absolutely. I was. Uh, let's see. Went to my senior year. I transferred over to uh, North Medford High School, um, which is about an hour and fifteen minutes away from Columbia Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, so my whole family moved over there. Uh, went to North Medford, and um, you know, knew I wanted to play somewhere in college. You know, obviously at that time, I really wanted to play at Oregon State. You know, that was always like my hope and dream at that time was to play college baseball at Oregon State. You know, I'd gone. My travel team in eighth grade had gone to World Series when they won it. Um, so ever since then it was like, man, you know, I really wanted to, really wanted to be a beaver, and, um, you know, but, uh, so I got a chance to, to walk on there at Oregon state and I, t- I t- you know, I wanted to see if I could do it. And, um, you know, at that time it was, had no really like direction of where I wanted to go with school and, um, kind of where I wanted to end up, you know, major in all that stuff. And in the classes, I mean, we're talking, I had 500 people in my, you know, sociology class and that it just, be, it just became a little overwhelming for me to, uh, to be involved with something. I mean, that many people, that big of a camp, you know, so for me, it just ended up being that a junior college route was going to be the better way to go for, for me. And so, uh, I had a lot of buddies that went to, that I went to high school with that went to Lynn Benton community college uh, and you can dual enroll there. So you can go to Oregon state and that community college. Um, and so, I was like, hey, you know, like uh, check out this junior college. Just, you know, a couple of my buddies go there, and so I went there and met Coach Greg Hawk, and um, <clears throat> you know, obviously wanted to go back to, um, you know, a D one at some, you know, but was my goal coming in? And um, after I got there, um, you know, just ended up having to a, a really, I mean, a decent season. Obviously, I wasn't um, happy with you know how I performed that year, but I did well enough to be in the sophomore showcase and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but mentally I just, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't right. I don't, you know, I don't think looking back, it was, I needed a, I needed a little bit of time to just really get a plan and get a goal. You know, I needed some direction, uh, you know, so I ended up taking that year off and I uh, worked at a gravel pit, um, in Medford, Oregon, um, you know, and I kind of had left on a little bit of bad terms with that coach. You know, I didn't give him any reason or anything. I just said, Hey, I need to, I, I, I need to be done for a little bit, you know, I need to, need to take some time, um, you know, and so um, go down there, or I go back to Medford, work at a gravel pit, you know, and at that time, after, you know, a month or so there, I quickly realized, you know, hey, kind of made, <laughs> made a mistake here a little bit, man, you know, and uh, I don't know if I'll, you know, I, in my mind, I, part of me thought I was done playing for good, uh, you know, and so just a really weird time for me mentally, uh, you know, and then I get a call out of the blue one day from that junior college coach, uh, coach Greg Hawk. And he says, Seth, you know, I want you to come back up here and I want to, I want you to do it again. You know, I want to, I want to see what we can do, you know? And I just immediately was like, Oh my God, you know, my prayers are answered, you know, like, let's go. I'm coming back and you know, I get to play again. Um, so I go back and, you know, I do, um, he got me into the sophomore showcase there uh, because I had done well enough in that sophomore showcase to uh, or, uh in my freshman year there to be in that sophomore showcase so i go up there and i do really well in the sophomore showcase and hadn't hit you know very much in that that year that i took off and um so uh, i ended up getting some offers to a few schools and um you know played my sophomore year and um you know after that sophomore showcase was the first time i got any professional uh you know scouting questionnaires to fill out you know so i was pretty excited about you know 
that whole ordeal. And, um, you know, it ended up being, uh, that talk with my coach, I said, listen, coach, you know, cause I ended up, didn't get drafted. So I was like, okay, you know, wh- what do I need to do here? Where should I go? Mm-hmm. And he told me about a, um, a school up in Idaho. Um, he said, it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. And he said, but Seth, I'm telling you for you, the type of structure and the type of intensity that you're going to, that, that you will thrive in is up there. And I'm telling you, you will not make a mistake if you go up there. And so him, you know, giving me my other chance and, and going through all that, I ended up saying like, okay, let's, you know, let's do it. And, um, so I go up there and, um, it ended up being, I, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my entire life. Um, I had, I mean, I'm talking puking every day for a month type of a military style program. Uh Um, but it, it, you know, I ended up having to, after I took my year off, I got behind in school and I had to redshirt that year, you know? So at this point, at this time, I'm a year off of school. Now I'm redshirting. So I'm, I'm, I'm set back, you know, a year or two from, from where I should be. Um, you know, and at this time it was, I was looking for more of a, of who I wanted to be as a, as a ball player and who I wanted to be as a person, um, you know, and this place with the type of program he, he ran, um, it was, he demanded your best effort. He demanded perf- and perfection and perfection in his eyes was you will not leave anything left unsaid. You will go as hard as you absolutely can. And regardless, you know, regardless of the outcome, you'll never fear, you, you know, never fear anything, never fear the results of how things go. The only thing you should fear is, you know, if you don't give it your best. Um, and so kind of, I mean, after about, after my red shirt year, it kind of, I really bought into that head, you know, head over heels. It was like, if I'm not, if I'm not damn, you know, damn near collapsing at the end of practice, uh, I didn't do it right. And that's how I put, you know, that's how I attack every single day. You know, I would, I would destroy myself in practice. Um, you know, and this is a place where we weren't allowed to wear batting gloves, weren't allowed to slide feet first anywhere. It was head first slides everywhere, even breaking up double plays. So it was a real hard nose grinder, you know, spot. And, I love that. I grew to love the pain that I was enduring, like that kind of stuff to me, like the more pain I was feeling, the, that was what I was doing. I was doing it right, you know? And so a lot of practices, I mean, I'm coming, you know, the whole team, we're coming off bloody, you know, bruised after every, every practice, it felt like you were in a war. Um, but I grew to love that and crave it every day. Um, and so I started attacking every day, including my classes like that, you know, and I found that I wanted to, I found I had a really good, you know, interest in uh, criminal justice and I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. And, um, it just kind of, it, it, that place gave me the, the organization, like the organizational view of things like that structure, that demand of perfection that I've always, that I craved. And I think I needed, um, uh, early, you know? And so after going there, um, you know, pro ball to me was, I, I was, I was more focused on, you know, that college than anything else. I was more focused on myself personally and my, you know, the team that was there, you know, pro ball to me had, I, in my mind, I had kind of, like, it was always there, but I said my time to go pro had passed like it, mentally, you know, I, I, that's where I was at. I was like, hmm. I'm in, this is where I'm at now. And this is where my focus needs to be And you know, pro ball. If it happens great someday, but in my mind, you know, I was getting to the point where I was too old to get drafted. So I was like, Oh, you know, this is where I need to be. And this is where I'm at. You know, I love it. I love where I'm at. I mean, I love the intensity I'm bringing every day here. I love the intensity that, the, that this coach is demanding from me. I feel better than I ever, you know, ever have. And, 
Um, so let's get my schooling done and let's, let's play it out here. And that'll be that, you know, and then, um, that there. So my first year playing after my redshirt year, I had the best year of, you know, of my career. I think I had 24 homers my last year there uh-huh. or my you know first and last year there. And, uh, Oakland gave me a chance in the 19th round, you know? Um, and so you know, just looking back at all that to where things have led now is just, um, it's, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't believe in God, man, I mean, you know, this, the type of story like that will really change your views. Um, you know, so it's, it's been a long journey, but you know, this, the journey I've taken has made me, you know, who I am today. And, um, and that's, I'm so thankful for everything I went through, you know, I'm so thankful that I had to go the hard way, you know, and, uh, because you know, I, you know, none of it would have happened if I, if I, uh, had taken a different path. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's pretty, um, pretty remarkable, but would like, obviously we'll be circling back to the, uh, to the point of getting drafted, but wanted to just ask him when you, when you talk about, um, the sort of the year that you took away and thinking that, that maybe you were done playing for good. I mean, they're still pretty young at that point. Um, what was it that that maybe was leading you to think that? And and also what was just the experience of the, uh, the working at the gravel pit in Medford? What, how how do you describe sort of that whole time? Um, you know, to me, I guess I'd describe that, that whole time is more of a soul searching. I, you know, like what, like, what am I going to do? You know, I, I was pretty, upset with myself about you know i felt like i could have played so much better uh than i did mm. um just I, I guess i expected i expected my a lot out of myself and if and I, when i didn't meet it i was pretty hard on myself um you know i expected to be perfect um every single day and that i and if i wasn't i was pretty i was pretty hard on myself and so you know after t- telling that coach you know hey like you know, I'm going to take, I, I'm going to take this next year off. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, um, to me, it was, I, you know, I didn't know if I was ever going to have a spot again, you know, I, I mean, at the time I was like, you know, Hey, I need this. I need to go figure something. I need to go figure, you know, myself out. You know, I need, I'm not happy with where I'm at, you know, type of a thing. And, um, to me, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if he was going to let me back. I didn't know if he was going to, you know, sign another, you know, another guy. I mean, obviously he's got a program to run and, you know, regardless of what's going on i didn't didn't know if i was going to be you know in his in his book you know when i came back so um it just was one of those things where i was sitting in that gravel pit and just spent i mean my job i was weighing trucks that came through and um you know they'd come in and find gra- they get they load up on gravel and you know then my job was to weigh them you know and see how much they'd taken blah 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 and um you know, so I spent a lot of time alone, you know, and a lot of time to think. And, um, you know, I also, I got into running at the time, you know, so I'm, I'm running a lot every night, you know, every day after work, you know, I'm at the gravel pit by five and, you know, working, um, you know, and then, um, getting done and then going on runs and just really trying to figure out, you know, who, who I wanted to be type of a thing, you know, and what, what was my next play, you know, where, what, what, what do I got to do now? Do I, you know, am I going to go to community college here? You know, am I done playing? Uh, you know, so it's just one of those things. And, um, that's where I was at. Yeah. And, um, so when he called me back to say, Hey, you know, I'd like you to come back. It was, it was like a Holy cow. You know, I get to, I get to possibly come back and do this again, you know? And, um, so after that it was, uh, 
it was just a pretty awesome moment for me and that coach for him to say, call me back out of the blue and say, Seth, uh, why don't you come back? Yeah, I want you to come back up here. And, and you feel uh, like the, uh, you know, it, I think you touched on this a little bit, but the the, the military style that you went to uh, ended up mm-hmm. at, at Lewis and Clark State. I mean, was that something that you feel looking back on it was um, was something that you was good for you or that you needed or, or how did that whole um... it was the it was the it was the best thing for me um you know he he was a he's the type of coach where he i mean it doesn't matter what has happened it's your fault <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it is or isn't it, it's your fault regardless of what has gone on you take ownership of it and you and, and it's your fault and that type of mindset, you know, mixed with the, the amount of running we did, the amount of conditioning we did, it, it was all just, you know, absolutely, in my mind, necessary for, you know, what I needed to have happen. And um, it was just an amazing, an amazing experience. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was absolutely 100% everything I'd ever craved and wanted for myself was going to a place like that, learning the type of baseball player I want to be, which is leave it all on the field every single day, you know, no excuses, take ownership of every situation that, you know, you're ever confronted with, you know, and that's the way he, he wanted his team. And that's the way he wants his players is hard nose, you know, like no fear of anything, no fear of failure, you know, no, no, I mean, when you play, I mean, when you go to a place like that, I mean, weren't allowed to move out of the way of any pitch ever, you know, constantly hit 95 mile an hour slider machine every day. Um, no batting gloves. I mean, you learn that, I mean, pain is just something that holds you back, you know, and the moment you let go of it is when you truly can, can, you know, hit a whole new level, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what that place taught me. And it was, like I said, a place where I met my wife and um, I just think that, I said, if you don't believe in God, that, I mean, that was, I was supposed to go there. You know, that was my, that was my place that I needed to go. And, um, I'm forever thankful that I got to go to a place like that. We'll be back with more with Seth Brown right after this. And remember, you can access all of our ACE coverage and much more with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. That's sfchronicle.com slash P-O-D. So the A's draft you uh, 19th round in 2015, um, and then mm-hmm. you're almost 23 at that point, and you're starting in A-ball. Uh, did you feel like yeah. you were trying to catch up? I mean, how, how did that sort of shape your mentality early in your in your minor league? Well, and, and I I mean, I attribute going to LC to that is what gave me the best possible mindset I could have going in. Um, you know, obviously getting drafted, you know, I knew that, number one, I was starting late. Uh and I was okay with that, you know. Um, I was content with where I was at, mental, you know, mentally, and I was like, all right, you know. And so, in my mind, I knew I had to go harder, and I had to do things that nobody else wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that means I had to show up early, which I love doing. I mean, even today, you know, even on, I mean, these days, I, I'm still, you know, first one at the clubhouse, you know, and that's. It's like I knew I had to be, do lift extra, run extra, take extra ground balls do everything that nobody else wanted to do. That was going to give me my best chance. And so I did all, I did that. It was like, okay, if I want to make it, I'm not going to leave any card unturned. So let's, 
Let's give it my absolute best. Let's lift it harder than, than any, everybody else. Let's take extra ground balls. Let's take, you know, it's do extra running, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that ca- also came into play for me mentally, you know, is because you're playing against guys that are so talented and so gifted. And to me, the weight room is more of a, is a spot where like, I look at that as a competition, you know, like it, that guy may be out playing me, you know, he may be beating me right now on the field, but weight room wise, I was like, I'm better. You know, I beat him in the weight room today. You know, that, that was my mindset. It was, if I, you know, had a bad game, it's like, all right, well, I left it all in the field and I busted it in the weight room today. And, you know, uh, nobody else did that. So it was like, okay, you know, it gave me, it gave me, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like a competitive thing for me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so that, that kind of mindset truly helped me, you know, become who I am today. Did you change much as a player, I guess, from, from your, uh, fundamental mechanically, um, anything between sort of, I'm sure there are, you know, gradual adjustments that you make, but um, how, how do you compare, I guess, now as a player uh, to, to where you were, what you were when, when you kind of first started early in the minor league? Um, you know, I think compared to who I was, I mean, I was, a, you know, a madman um, when I was younger. You know, I was pushing my body as hard as I could 24-7. Um, you know, it was no no recovery process in my mind. It was... You know, you, you can go harder, go harder. Um, and that's the way I thought about it. It was, if, if, if you can go harder, go harder. You know, who cares about the pain? Who cares about what everybody else is saying? Who cares about what everybody else thinks? If you can go harder, go harder. Mm. Um, and I think that that mindset helped me more than anything. Um, but I also had to understand that there's a time to, there's a time to kind of relax and there's a time to, um, you know, recover and let your body recover. And so that's, I think where, I think that's the biggest difference from, from where I was then to, you know, where I am now, you know, understanding that it's okay to take a rest. If you like to give your body a day, it's okay to, to, uh, you know, go in and get some extra treatment done, that type of thing, you know, and that's, I think that's been the biggest change in me. You know, when I'm in the weight room, I, I mean, I still grind the weight room every day, um, but I also am not afraid to go in and, and take a, take a minute to, to recover. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still worked some, uh, some pretty interesting off season jobs in the, in the early minor oh, yeah. days, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what were some of the, I, I know there was uh you still, you did some, some park maintenance in, in, uh, Lewiston, Idaho, Lewiston, where Lewiston Clark State yeah. is, but what, what were, uh, was that, what were the other ones? Um, so I worked at a golf course. I did. I clean golf carts um, at a at a uh, not a country club, but um, it was like a member. It's, it's called Tetheral, um Golf Club in uh, Bend, Oregon, and uh, I cleaned all the golf carts and handed all the members golf club, clean golf clubs, all that stuff. Um, and uh, the funnest story, like the and the one in Lewiston, yeah, I did park maintenance, but my job was in the mornings. I had to go clean all the public restrooms in the uh, in Lewiston, um, so I'd go clean. I go clean and mop. Yeah, I go. I go clean and mop all the uh, bathrooms in Lewiston, uh, at the at the public parks. Um, and then I would go help and you know whatever I needed to do that day. Whether it was I'd go 
um, do a whole bunch of like leaf blow. I go blow leaves, you know, downtown, you know, street, go mow some grass somewhere. You know, it just depends on what my boss had me doing that day. But my main job was every morning I go clean the, I go clean all the public restrooms. <laughs> That'll definitely give you some perspective, I guess, when it gets back to in season. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, so you get to, um, I want to say it was either 2018 or 2019. It was the year after you had first spent your season, uh, spent your first season in double a, um, and I've I've heard you say before that you were really close to you learn later you were actually pretty close to being released um, before yeah. it was it was this the 2019 season in spring training yeah this was before I got yeah, the year I went to AAA okay um, and how did that uh, how did that come about that that you landed that spot there um well so I come in and I felt I had done in AA I was like yeah you know I did pretty well in AA. Um, it's not a lefty friendly league and I was still able to have a put together a, d a pretty good season, you know? Um, so I was excited. I was like, man, you know, gonna hopefully get to go to AAA, which at that time, the big leagues for me were always, I mean, the big leagues are always in your head, but when you are able, uh, when you're in there in the minor league grind, you just got to put that almost on the back burner and understand that there's a process to it. You have to be content and happy with where you are before you're going to really accomplish and do well. And so, after that, I was like, man, I think I did. I, I think I did pretty well, you know, um, should have a good opportunity going to triple, you know, and I, so we show up and I'm having a good spring training and I get told, Hey, um, you're going back to double a. Mm -hmm. And to me at that time, it, you know, obviously there's, it's, it's a numbers game. And obviously I know that I was a 19th round guy mm -hmm. drafted at 22, you know, so I knew, um, that, you know, my chances were, we're going to be based on what's, what else is going on in the organization. Um, you know, so I was like, okay. Um, obviously I was a little pissed, you know, when I was told, Hey, you're going back to double a. Yeah. And I was like, well, at that time, I, after that day, I was like, okay, let's get back to the grind. Let's work it. Let's see what happens. You know, who cares? You're, yeah. You're going back to double a. You didn't want it to happen, but you know what? It's happening. So I was mentally prepared. And then the day after I was told I was going to double a, so, um, I think uh, Penning Pennington maybe. Chris I think Pennington, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, took his option and uh, a spot opened up. And so the day after I got told I was going to Double A, they come up to me and said, "Hey, Seth, you're going to Triple A." <laughs> and so to me, that was like getting called to the big leagues. I mean, I was I was so fired up about it um, that I was just like overjoyed. You know, it's like I'd been told literally, "Hey, you're going to the big leagues." That's what it felt like. And so. Um, I got told, um, I forget who told me, but so I was pumped, fired up. And, uh, then, uh, when I get to triple a, um, I got told, Hey, you know, it's a numbers game. You're not going to play more than a day or two a week. You know, I'm going to get you in there when I can. And to me, I was like, Hey, that, that I'm fine with that. That fires me up. You know, I'll take any day I can get, you know, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Um, you know, so give me as many times, whatever I can do, I'll do, you know, I don't care. So, um, I ended up starting off pretty well. And by the you know, middle of that season, I was starting every day. And, uh, you know, things were starting to look, you know, really kind of look good in, as far as playing time goes. So I was pumped about that. To me, it was, like I said, it felt like I was in the big leagues. I'm here and um, playing AAA baseball someplace that I didn't think a couple years ago I was going to get to. You know, just got so caught up in the grind of it all that I, to, my, to me, I was like, well, you know, if I, you know, 
I had made up my mind after my first year of high that said, you know, I'm going to leave it all out here. And regardless of what happens, I never want to look back and say I didn't go as hard as I possibly could. Um, so anyway, I get to that. That ends up going on. And, you know, uh, last year at the uh, I was, at, you know, back and forth from the alternate side. And uh, I get told that I, I was on the list to get. Uh, released, you know, and that's obviously it's a numbers game, you know, but it was crazy to think that um, I had gone, uh, I was that close to getting released, you know, and in my mind, it's all a numbers game. And that's all, sometimes that's all this, that's all, you know, when you're at those levels, it it becomes about the numbers. And so, um, you know, it just, I was just kind of blown away about how close, you know, and how far I had come and, um, it's just so, like I said, so humbling, you know, especially with all the people that have supported me over the years. Um, it just, this game can, it, it just humbles you in so many different ways. And I'm so thankful that, you know, after everything I've been through that, um, you know, things have turned out the way they have. And uh, like I said, like this game humbles you in every way possible. <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, you said in, in, uh, obviously, you got called up 2019, spent September with uh, with the A's, and pr- really provided a jolt for them, kind of down the stretch there. And uh, and then last year, like you said, back and forth between uh, the big league team, and the alternate site, you only got a handful of at bats up at the major league level. Um, yeah, was that uh, was that difficult? And how did you kind of make sure that, or try to at least uh, stay ready during that time, even though really the opportunity didn't come again until this spring? Well, like uh, to me, it was. I mean, that alternate side, I think, is awesome because you can um, – I mean, obviously, you want to be in the big leagues, and that's the goal. Um, but if you have the correct mindset, that alternate side gives you the ability to have um, – to do a lot of get, – gets you a lot of reps, mm-hmm. you know. So you can do – you can do anything you want. ground Extra ground balls, extra hitting, all that stuff. So I, to me, it was just like, okay, obviously, I want to be in the big leagues, um, but it's obviously not my time for whatever reason i'm you know this is where i'm at so let's make the best of it and let's get to work let's get as many reps as possible and let's get better and let's wait for an opportunity yeah um and if you take that if you can take that mindset every day um you know you'll be able, you'll good things will happen at some point you know and even if they don't you find yourself um content and you find yourself you know um in a great you know having a great attitude because number one you're putting in work and you know that you're more than prepared for whatever happens, you know, type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, obviously, yeah, the, you know, alternate side, it's not where you wanted to be, but there were also, at the time, you have to put it all in context, there were a lot of people that weren't getting to play, you know, period. So um, I just always kept my mind focused on work and focused on being prepared for whatever happened, you know. Something could have happened at any moment that could put me up there. So I just – I always kept that mindset – and I always tried to put in the absolute most work I possibly could every day. Uh, you had gotten, obviously, uh, I, I want to say it was something like 80, 85 sort of plate appearances in 2019 mm-hmm. and had the 10 extra base hits. But you, after hitting 37 home runs in AAA, you mm-hmm. you know, you, you did not hit a home run in that last month, in, in the first month in mm-hmm. Oakland that you spent there. Did that? Yeah. Did you start to sweat it off? Did that weigh on you at all? Obviously, you, you uh, and then spend all of last year kind of looking for that opportunity again. Was that on your mind at all? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think it, you know, was. I mean, I really wanted to, um, obviously, do well, you know, and that's that was the, the big leagues were something that I had dreamed about forever, you know. And so when I got up there, it was like, 
obviously I wanted to do so well, so bad that, um, you know, and I think if you do, if you're taking that mindset, I think obviously you're, you're going to be good, but it can also hurt you a little bit if you're not careful. Um, and to me, I, I wanted to do so well, so bad that I think a little bit towards the end, it kind of, it may have, you know, hurt me a little bit. Um, but you know, it's baseball, man. Um, you know, I mean, my first year in high, I hit eight and then my second year I hit 31 or 32, whatever it was. So, you know, this game's crazy. Um, and like I said, it's a, it, it can humble you pretty fast. So, um, you know, obviously, yeah, I wanted to get that first one out of the way and it didn't happen that first year, but you know, I was also playing on a team that was contending for a world series. And so you always got to keep it in context. It's like, it, it, it's, you're there to help the team. It's not about what you're doing necessarily. You know, you, you want to help the team win and whatever you're doing to help that happen, you need to continue doing. So the homers for me, I knew would, would show up eventually. Um, obviously I, I wish they would have shown up the very first day I was in the big leagues, I, you know, but you know, it's just the game. So to me, I looked at it like whatever I need to do to help the team. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, and, and we've definitely, I mean, we've seen the power over the last month and I, uh, I, but I was curious what you hit your first one, uh, in Houston. Um, what, did you get the ball? I mean, that, that's one that we're oh, yeah. going to have to start yeah. looking for. You did. Okay. Yeah. The fans were not, were nice enough to throw it back. <laughs> Well, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. What have you done? Is that uh, is that kind of mounted somewhere, or is that just something that you're not yet? To? Not yet. No, uh, with all the COVID stuff, they couldn't authenticate it. Um, but I have it, and you know, whenever I get the chance to send it home, I will, and um, you know, we'll have something done with it for that's, sure. That's pretty special. Um, just last thing is, you know, mm -hmm. having been up for I think a little bit more than a month now and and the team obviously like you said when you when you look at it in wide context I mean you guys are playing well after that crazy uh weird start that you weren't here for but that was a weird first week um mm -hmm. and uh just kind of how would you describe both overall just how you're feeling right now and just what is going right um for you guys as a team I just think honestly this team's hungry man um you know this team's hungry and that we're grinders and that, and that's what this that's what's so awesome about Oakland is everybody here is is a worker man everybody here wants to do the extra everybody here is just fired up every day about being at the yard and that kind of that kind of attitude becomes contagious and you know if you can you have a if you have especially with we got veterans here we got so many guys that have had so much baseball experience and when you have that kind of mindset running around um it's contagious, man. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. And that's what everybody's seeing is that when you put a group of guys that are hungry every day for, for, for baseball and hungry to keep winning, um, it's just a special thing to be a part of. Well, Seth Brown, thank you so much for taking out the time and for joining us. Really appreciate it. Hey man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Our thanks again to Seth Brown for joining us on ACE plus our producers today were G Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back with more soon on Ace Plus. Thanks for listening.